Welcome to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast, where you will learn how to identify, evaluate, negotiate, perform due diligence on, finance, turn around and operate mobile home parks. And now, here is your host, the fifth largest mobile home park owner in the United States, Frank Rolf. What is cash out refinancing? That's when you go to a lender and the lender loans you the money and that loan gets you not only the amount that you borrowed covering that, but also all your capital back that you put into the deal to begin with, and sometimes even capital beyond that. This is Frank Roth, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast Series. Clearly then, we would all want to do cash out refinancings, and that is true. It's one of the best models you have in the mobile home park industry. However, let's talk with more granular detail on how they actually work. As you'll see, it's not as simple as you just saying, I want to do cash out refinancing. There are some hurdles you have to jump over. There are some basic metrics of deals that make them possible to result in cash out refinancing. So let's start off by saying, who does cash out refinancing? Who are the lenders who do that? Well, there's really only two that I know of. One, conduit lenders. These are called CMBS, Commercial Mortgage Backed Securities. Yes, this is the group that crashed during 2007, which led to the Great Recession, But that was on home loans. This is different. This is on commercial properties, and they haven't done that poorly over the years. So a conduit lender, they look at a deal, and they will do 70% loan-to-value of the appraised value, and they don't care how much you have in it because all they're looking at to get their money back is the deal itself. So if they say that deal is worth $2 million, and 70% of that's a million four. They're going to say, there's no way we're going to lose any money on this because worst case, if you default, we know we can sell it for at least a million four or more. So conduit lenders are the first variety. The second, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, also now known as agency debt, part of the government, the people who do all those home loans that you see all across America. Well, they now do mobile home parks too, and they do it in a big way. And they do the same formula, roughly 70% loan to value based on appraisal. Once again, they're not looking to you. This is all non-recourse lending. So they don't really care a whole lot about you and your capabilities. What they're concerned is the property. They want to get an appraised value and they do roughly 70% of that. And whatever that number is, they don't care how much you paid for it or how much debt you have remaining or how much cash you're taking out of the deal. That's who does it. Your regular banks don't do it. Your regular banks have a little bit different viewpoint. They want you to have recourse debt. They want you to have skin in the game. They want to come after you if for any reason the deal loses money. So they just look at it completely differently. And they don't like cash out because then you don't have any, quote, skin in the game, unquote. So they think that you're a dangerous type of a borrower. So that's who does the lending. So if that's who does the lending, then let's work backwards from there. What do those people want? Well, we know one thing. Conduit lenders started about a million dollars and up as far as how much they'll do a loan for. And the agency lenders, they're more in the world of $2 million and up. So if you want to borrow a million and they're doing 70% loan-to-value, how big does the deal have to be? Well, roughly about a million five, right? About a million five would be about a million dollars of actual debt. So what do we say when we want to do a cash-out refi? It means we're going to buy a property that ultimately can appraise out at about a million five, so the loan is about a million dollars because that's the benchmark minimum for most conduit lenders. If you want to do Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you're probably going to have to go up a million dollars more than that. So we're trying to please them. We got to fit their profile. Why? Because if I'm smaller than a million, conduit and agency won't do it. And then banks aren't going to do it either. So now I've already set in stone kind of the metrics of how it works. 
But there's another side to it. I have to have a deal that I can increase in value at least 30% to actually get my cash out. Let's model that for a minute. All right, so you buy this deal for a million dollars. That doesn't qualify for conduit debt because if you buy it for a million, 70% LTV would only give you a $700,000 mortgage. So you're $300,000 short of hitting their metric. So I got to get that thing up, right? Now, if I increase the value of that million dollar deal by 30%, now I'm at a million three, 70% of that's about 900. I'm getting pretty close. So you can see that typically I have to buy a deal that I can increase the value on pretty substantially. I'm going to have to get the value of that thing up based on the size of the deal, 30%, even 50%. So I have to have deals that I can make a significant impact on the net income with. It can't just be a case where I'm going to raise the rent up five or $10 one time a year. It will take me a long, long time doing that to increase value by 30 percent or more. So what kind of properties give you that option to go up 30% or more? Well, typically they're properties where you can A, raise the rents. I've talked a million times over the fact that mobile home park lot rents throughout America are woefully low, ridiculously low, $1,000 a month less than apartments, even though our product is better, which just makes no sense. So raising rent, that's a big part. Also filling lots. The demand for affordable housing has never been higher. And there's so many financing programs for manufacturers today and so many homes to choose from that surely you can find a way to combine that affordable housing into a home that you can stick on that vacant lot and sell or rent. So that's another way you can increase your net income. A third way is pushing the water sewer costs back on the residents. It's good for everyone. It's good for the world ecology. It causes conservation. Studies have shown that when people pay their own water sewer, they drop their consumption by roughly 30%. That's certainly all part of our new green America. So that's a narrative that we shouldn't forget. And another one is just basically lowering costs. And typically when you lower the cost in the mobile home park, it's normally by replacing the manager who is often massively overpaid with some of these mom and pop properties that someone's more in line with industry expectations. Those are kind of the big four. Now there's another item out there, which is a little more passive, a little more behind the scenes, and that's making the property nicer So it will appraise for a higher amount because the nicer you make it, the lower the cap rate is on your appraisal. How do you make it nicer? Well, you aesthetically make it more pleasing. Every park owner should be focusing on that. Make your entry nice, make your streets nice, make your homes nice. Even if you have to do the work, even if you have to paint the homes that look bad and paint over those rusted roofs. Nevertheless, you need to be doing that work because that's one way to make them have a lower cap rate. Another one is just to go ahead and change the ambiance of the entire park. Bring back pride of ownership. Bring back sense of community. Build amenities where there's currently just land. Put in some picnic tables and some grills and maybe a pavilion, maybe a playground. Do things to unite the tenants together so they share a common purpose of making the park look nice. Everyone benefits when you do that. Finally, don't allow anyone to drag down the overall quality of life for all the other residents. In many mobile home parks, there is one or maybe two residents that cause all of the problems, all of the blight, all of the litter, all of the rules violations, wild parties all night. You're going to have to either get them to behave in a manner in which the rest of the community can have a high quality of life or you'll have to get them out. Now, when you make that property nicer, what does it mean? It means the appraiser drives through and says, ooh, this property is kind of nice and they give you a higher value. It also means the lender is also happy because they think, well, This loan won't fail because this is a really nice community. And if it does fail, I still have that 20 or 30% down, right? So you've got to find properties where by virtue of you doing these things, raising rents, filling lots, cutting costs, pushing water sewer back on the residents where it rightfully belongs and making them seem nicer, 
that you can therefore increase the value to 30, 50%. But you know what? A lot of parks, you can't. So when you're looking at buying a mobile home park, if you're buying a park at a pretty much the cap rate at the moment, you're not going to get there with tiny, tiny rent increases. So you've got to do something more. Search out those properties if you really want to do cash out refinancing that meet the metrics I'm describing. Think of it from a lender's perspective and work backwards. What markets do lenders want to be in? What attributes of a mobile home park do lenders want to see? For example, they want to see typically paved roads with parking pads. Does this park have paved roads with parking pads? Try and find assets that lenders are happy doing cash out refinancing on because they don't scare them. Remember that lenders have a unique role in life. There's an old saying, before you can have return on capital, you have to have return of capital. That means the bank sees until they get their loan back a lot of risk. Banks don't like risk. They get paid the same interest rate, whether you're risky or you're not. So they are always going to hedge their bets and go for the safe property that gives them peace of mind. Deliver that to them. Help them. Make the property look exactly like what the lender wants to see. And then work as hard as you can to get that value up to roughly 30, 40, 50% more than you paid. And make sure when you do get that, it's a high enough value that the loan itself will hit their benchmark minimums. What are my best case stories of refinancing and cash out refinancing? I have many. I have someone who attended the boot camp and not long thereafter bought a park very inexpensively from mom and pop that had all the right attributes. Turned the thing around and in no less than three years refinanced out $700,000 beyond what they had in it. There's many stories like that. But there's other stories of people who want to do cash out refis and didn't understand the basic game plan. Didn't understand that to do it, they'd have to tap into conduit debt or Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac agency debt. Instead, they thought they would do it through bank lending and they found they couldn't get it done. So again, cash out refinancing is an excellent, excellent plan for any mobile home park owner. We think it's probably one of the best in the entire industry, but it does have its limitations. You have to understand those limitations on the front end of your deal to see if it truly can qualify when it's done. If you follow that metric, if you follow that narrative, you will not be disappointed because you'll know exactly what the mission is and exactly how you are doing and accomplishing that. You can say, well, based on prevailing cap rates, my property is now worth this at 70%. Let's see, where do I end up? Until you end up in that magic level that you can find lenders who agree and will backstop your concept and that your property will qualify for what they're trying to do. So really, cash out refinancing is kind of an art form but it's really more like a strategy as well. Definitely there's math involved in doing it, but it's one of the best models there is in the mobile home park investment business. This is Frank Roth, the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this. Talk to you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Mobile Home Park Mastery Podcast. Be sure to visit us at mhpmastery.com to subscribe to the show, read our show transcriptions, and access all of our great information on mobile home park investing. 